That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not going to let uh, mass effects in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon World is the world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Welcome to episode 10 of Hit Point Pals, the podcast where we discuss the games we've been playing, as well as dive into the week in gaming news and talk about the games we enjoy. Uh, I guess, well, let's start off with the games we've been playing over this last week. I am joined with, as always, Travis Lean. That's me. You gotta introduce yourself, too. Oh, that's right. Hi, I'm William Suit. I'm headlining this go. thing today. I hope you all enjoy, and I hope you uh, don't mind. I'm joined today I'm by Travis Lean. I thought we did this. Amy, whose last name I know not. Rutherford, Amy Rutherford. And I'm joined by Caleb, uh, whose last name is... Warwick. All right. All We've right. learned William doesn't know anyone's last We've name. We've got this. We're right. set. He knows his own last name. So that's important. We're, we're doing okay. That's what's important. Mine own last well, name. Good. So, Travis, uh, what games have you been playing? Games. I... Uh, well, I, I made it to the end of Dark Souls. I don't know what to say about it. We've already talked about Dark Souls quite a bit. Um, I was, I was close to the end. I just needed to do the DLC area. And I always like to, uh, in RPGs, I always like to try to do everything. So I, I believe I killed every optional boss. There may be one or two that I am unaware of, but I, I'm pretty sure I killed every boss including the ones i didn't have to um so i felt good about that and then i uh fought that dude with the big sword and then i lit myself on fire i think a, a true and, gamer right there yeah uh <laughs> i that's spoilers for the ending i guess but the game's like five years old so um it's like eight yeah, years old at they, this point they, Okay, yeah, I'm not good at math. Uh, and then it put me into New Game Plus, so I ran around for a bit. I think I, I, I did a plunge attack on the first boss, and I took down half of his health, and I was very surprised. Because in New Game Plus, you uh, you still have all of your items and everything. I don't know exactly what New Game Plus does uh, to the world, to the enemies. Does it just like make them tougher and keep the exact same movesets? That's what I've always assumed. Uh I don't know. I think it makes them a little tougher. Because I don't think in the first game there's any sort of like difference when you do new game plus. Uh, I don't think there, though. there, there is. Uh, I think HP levels for a while remain the same, um, but damage is like ramped up for enemies. And then I think once you get to oh. the a later section, like midway through the game, then everything really kind of like ticks up. Ooh. Yikes. Um, yeah, so Dark Souls out of the way, and then the other game that I played this week was, um, uh, last week Skybound released the final episode of the final season of The Walking Dead, the Telltale game. Uh, this is the, uh, the season that, uh, Skybound took over after, uh, Telltale was shut down. Um, and, yeah, overall, I mean, it, it is, it was a good series, like, I, I guess talking about the series as a whole, um, the Walking the one sec, the <laughs> the Walking Dead, the first season. Uh, oh, there we go. It came out in twenty twelve, um, and then they did three more seasons, including this this last one. And 
the I thought the last one was probably the most solid season since the first one. Um, this last season was the one where they really I felt like really found their like really perfected this art style of making their game look like it was straight out of a comic or specifically straight out of the walking dead comics because they they are the comics are black and white um they have this very intense uh high contrast graphical style that um the games didn't really utilize until this final season i thought they started doing some really cool stuff with like making it so like your backgrounds and stuff looked like they were kind of like comic book panels um i don't know just a lot of cool stuff on the graphics end that that they ended up doing this final season so yeah it was kind of uh, a shame that you know all of the stuff that went down with telltale um just right as i i felt like the series really like found its its solid footing the third season was a little shaky i it wasn't received super well i think part of it was well a lot of the criticism was you didn't you didn't even play as clementine anymore who was the the basically the series protagonist from season two on but um you get to wrap up clementine's story in in this one um i found it satisfying i think it's it's still like it's a telltale game so it's it's kind of you've got to be in the right mindset for it you've got to be okay with kind of playing like a little bit of an interactive tv show type thing mm -hmm. but um i mean as far as the walking dead media goes the show i gave up on <laughs> a, a while ago because you know it's it's just not good um i actually and, played the first walking dead um season i believe and it was really good yeah but yeah um yeah, no, I was going to ask, what did you think of it? But you said you liked it a lot, so. I hated it, actually. I lied. Damn, <laughs> that's why I only played the first season. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes good. it makes me want to catch up on a few. There's a few other Telltale games in my backlog that I haven't played. Um, it's still super weird, because, like, I always imagined Telltale would go on to make so many more games. You know, like, The Wolf Among Us Season 2, we were expecting. Um possibly like a third batman season but um, oh the batman one i like that one too yeah i was gonna say i really liked um batman especially the first season oh um, and um i haven't played all of it but i've actually been meaning to tales of the borderlands yeah um, that one i've heard is super cool that's, I remember, that's one i need to play yeah i remember the whole the whole finger gun <laughs> i've seen that thing. clip. yeah that was really funny yeah there's a there's a well, it's a it's a humorous game. Uh, this I I think maybe like it carries on the the tone of of Borderlands, but it, maybe in this Telltale game it kind of cranks it up a little bit with the humor. Would you say? Um. So I've actually only played two episodes of Tales of the Borderlands. Oh, I haven't but, played um, any. I'm just going off of what I've seen. Yeah, it's it's well written. It has Borderlands style humor, and I mean, if you like that in general. And you like well-written characters, go for it. Especially yeah. like Borderlands. There's this um, there's this sequence that has been shared a lot where uh, these people have, uh, like a like a tongue-in-cheek gunfight, but they're instead of guns, they're just like they're pretend using guns with their fingers. It's this finger gun sequence, and you play it out like 
like any other telltale action sequence where there's QTEs, so you just you're hitting buttons as they show up on your screen, and it's like filmed like a gunfight, but it's just people pointing their fingers at one another. It's really goofy. Um, yeah, so The Walking Dead, it was kind of, it's it's even a little bit. I felt like it's even a little bit like like sad to just get to the end of The Walking Dead and know that it's not only the end of The Walking Dead. It's also, as far as we know, the end of all Telltale games. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, that's that was especially like a bit of a bummer to me. But I I thought that uh, I mean especially even with how 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 badly things went for for Telltale, Skybound was able to to come in and and finish this series off and just put together a, a solid final season I thought I didn't really have anything bad to say about it it was just done really well and wrapped up the story and I yeah that's that's about it hell yeah uh Amy whose last name is Rutherford see I, I can Rutherford. I can remember Rutherford see I can I can yeah. remember last names now you just gotta remember Ru- Gerald Rutherford no, you just gotta not remember Gerald R. Ford just remember remember Rutherford Gerald B. R. Ferd that's what I was gonna say Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes Rutherford. the president All right. of the United uh, States of America Amy Rutherford B. Hayes what have you been <laughs> okay, playing okay let's not go that far um <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, so I know I mentioned this, was it last week or the week before, um, Zoo Tycoon 2, I hadn't started playing it when I mentioned it, but um, I actually have a funny story, um, so I had originally bought exactly what I had as a kid, which was just Zoo Tycoon 2, which was just the base game, and I had no idea that there were like expansion packs or anything like that. And so when I bought it, like the only thing available was to get it from like a third party seller from Amazon and have it like shipped to me. So I paid like $23 for the game and then like $3.99 in shipping for it, got the game. And of course it's a disc and it's a game from 2004. And like, I wasn't going to go through all the crap to make it so you don't have to have the disc plugged in to use it. And of course my computer doesn't have a disc drive because it's a newer laptop and they're not built with disk drives anymore which is absurd um so i had it in my external disk drive and i was like looking at my usb ports and i was like hmm well i need one for my mouse and one for the game and that leaves me with one more left so if i want to stream this game i either have to uh get rid of my microphone or my webcam (laughs) and i was like hmm okay and then the microphone i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, and then I, um, I like looked up cause I like saw somebody playing with like the ultimate collection on Twitch and I was like, what the heck is that? And it had like the Marine stuff and like dinosaurs. And I was like, the heck is this? I've never seen this shit before. And so I looked it up and it was like a $20 digital download. <laughs> and I was like, are you flipping kidding me? I pay less money for a bigger game that I don't need like a physical disc for. So anyway, I returned the physical disc, um, lost my money on shipping, especially because they take the return shipping money out of what they like refund you. <laughs> so I'm losing like $10 on that game um, or something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, I'm not going to do the math right now. But yeah, anyway, so I got the digital download. Um, and honestly, like... 
it's a bit much to like bring into your game all at once because <laughs> I played like just the base game for so long that I was like oh this is cool like I just want like lemurs and grizzly bears and my camels and everything and then I added all of these other things and there are like names of animals that I can't even flip and pronounce have never heard of have never seen like they don't look real to me and they either came with like the extinct animals or the like African safari animals and then like all of the marine animals are really cool but they're expensive so if you're playing a challenge game I'm like I don't have the flipping money for sea turtles but I want sea turtles you know what I mean um, demand anyway, sea so turtles being the same. Which, which animals course, didn't look real I, to like, you? go back and forth. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> which animals didn't look real to you? They looked like Pokemon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, the what Pokemon the heck am I looking pack. at? They look so weird. And I'm sure, like, I know, Zoo Tycoon, like, they probably did enough research to, like, obviously use, like, real life animals slash extinct animals and stuff so that's probably you have to why. license them yeah so i was like okay <laughs> um but anyway yeah and then i kept like using sims 3 controls in zoo tycoon and then i went back to sims 3 and i tried using zoo tycoon controls in sims 3 and it's all very confusing because they're like similar the controls are similar but there's like a couple things that are like different that are like more like hotkey type things so i'm like trying to do these like shortcut things in a different game and it's like not working and i'm like i'm so confused oh man so, it's been a ride it's been a time but i have lots of zoos and um they're sort of thriving so that's good um i like the beginning process of zoos a lot more than like once you start making enough money to like afford a lot more stuff because then it's just like oh, wow, I can get whatever I want. And it just gets like kind of boring because it's not as much of a challenge and it's not like, oh, what animal can I afford next or whatever? And like there's a free form option where basically you have unlimited money and you can like get any animal you want at any point in time in the game. And it just, it seemed too like easy. And like, I liked it because it like gives me the opportunity to like see what an animal needs before I like, go into challenge mode and i'm like okay i'm just gonna you know put this animal in my game or in my zoo but like i have no idea what this animal even is how much space it needs like does it need a body of water or not like i'm not sure um although let's put this t-rex <laughs> i put these the lemurs kind of in a pool that... and they're upset what's going on <laughs> <laughs> right though but like i'm also the kind of person that like i give like my camels like a really big exhibit and then i give them like a corner of like shallow water and i know they're never going to use it because they're it's zoo tycoon camels obviously they're not going to use this body of water the most realistic camels in any video game <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i was like but i'm gonna give them water because i'm gonna give them everything i just want them to be enriched i want them to have everything i just want to give these animals everything anyway it's a really good outlet <laughs> everything you, like, except want the animals but you can't afford slash like have absolutely no way of getting more animals because like i'm at my cap right now with my cat and my hamster um and i'm like 
but I want more animals, you know, I want to take care of them. And so I play Zoo Tycoon and, you know, Sims with the, the pets expansions. Um, and I get all my animal loves out on that. I actually have something new to say about Sims 3. So I downloaded my first mod for it like a month ago. Um, and it's called Kinky World. And I got it because I was oh. like, let's fuck around. And you know, ah, like, Kinky World. Okay. a girl who's like a prostitute. I don't know. Just it's Sims. You can literally do anything. So let me do anything. You know what I mean? Um, and I played it for all of like 20 minutes. And the thing about it is even if it's like disabled for like specific saves or whatever. So like, you know, you basically can't use the mod or whatever. Um, you guys know what disabled means. Why am I mansplaining it to you? Um, anyway, <laughs> But like it had this glitch where like if they... It was only if they sat on the toilet. So for women, it was all the time. But for male Sims, it was only if they pooped. And if they sat on the toilet, then they just like never would get up. And so you had to cancel the action to like finish it or whatever. But then it would glitch where like they would keep doing like their next task or whatever. And then they would like glitch back to the toilet and like back and forth. Like they were still doing their next task. But like, now, <laughs> the image of them would glitch back to the toilet and it was so flipping annoying and i was like i don't even like the mod i'm not playing it and it's making my like normal gameplay so much more frustrating because now i have to babysit my sims when they're on the toilet and that <laughs> the greatest kink of all when you said kink mod, I was like imagining every single sim wearing like BDSM like outfits and like walking around town like waving at each other. See, and like you see like the female like with the with the male on a leash like walking oh him. Oh my gosh. And just like, hello, like it's like this casual, like normal, um very sexual society. See, I feel like that's how you're supposed to play with the kinky world mod, but like I don't download a bunch of CC. Um, just because it like stresses me out. Um, and so I was like not getting any of that stuff. So there was like, I was really only playing with like the normal EA like sim stuff that like comes with the game, which isn't that like, you know, wild. Um, and then Kinky World is like, oh, you want to masturbate on the bed? <laughs> By well, the way, duh. you don't have a sensor. You have the desensor mod now, so uh. you're gonna see it all. It's like it's really weird, and like I see like definitely the market for people who play with that mod. Like I'm in a Sims Three group on Facebook, and there's like a bunch of people. Like everyone's always talking about Kinky World, and I'm like, okay, but like I don't. I just, I couldn't stick with it, especially with that glitch, because I even mentioned it like in the group, and they were all like, oh yeah, we all have that glitch. It's just because the mod is so big that, like, sometimes it glitches normal things. And I was like, how does that not, how is it not the most frustrating thing in the world? Like, it's not even worth it, um, even if you do like the mod. Anyway, so I flippin' deleted it. I uninstalled it, and I got rid of everything. And now my game runs so much, like, cleaner and smoother. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have to babysit my sim on the toilet, because... I started this new save recently where it's just this girl who's who's running a pet rescue and so she like has 
a couple snake terrariums and a lizard terrarium and a rodent terrarium and then like a bird cage and she has these two kitties and eventually she's gonna move on to a bigger lot and have like a garden and horses and dogs and all of the animals and it's gonna be so flippin' cute but I couldn't do that with flippin' kinky world installed. It's like a weight. A kinky weight has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> Well, that was uh, an eye-opening world look into the uh, world of kinky Sims mods. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm truly enlightened by the depths of uh, the Sims community. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you never want to go there. back there. <laughs> Caleb, have you been playing any any sick games? Have you been playing any hot games? Have you been playing any kinky games? L let me ask that. <laughs> I actually most definitely have. Oh. Um, this is a, one of the biggest kinky games, actually, I think, in the gaming market and gaming industry. Oh, Matching to Oh, man, it just... Oh, man. It's, it's called Dark Souls. Oh. I don't think you've... I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, that game definitely fucks you in the ass every day. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, it um, sounds like some crazy BDSM. Like, yeah, it's like, like a cult man, of BDSM. Okay. I don't. Dark Souls. I've, you know, <laughs> what's BDSM? Okay, like, Dark Souls. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like, come on, have you seen the outfits in that game? Anyways, um, I just completed Dark Souls two recently, and that was the biggest chore I've ever had to do. Um, it was, it was challenging. I'll give it that, but like not in a fun way. And then I started Dark Souls three, and this has been the most like fair and rewarding of. The Dark Souls franchise, I think. I'm 18 hours into it, and I think I'm halfway done, maybe a little bit more. Um, I told you where I'm at, uh, Will, and you've beat Dark Souls 3, right? No, I, I that's the one I've played the least of. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, um, I think I'm halfway done. I'm, like, progressing really fast with the game, but um, it's boss fights are super creative. It's super fun, super challenging, and fair. And I think that's the most important part, is it's challenging and fair. It gives you, through the environment, what you should do. And this is the first one I didn't necessarily need any help with figuring anything out. And it's been like the same with the other games. I, I, want, I was persistent beating one, and I was. It took me 100 hours to beat number one. Uh, it took me like 50 hours to beat two. I'm hoping maybe, maybe 25 for Dark Souls 3. That would be that'd be cool. I would definitely start a new game plus if that's the case. But um we'll see. And I'm excited to continue it. Also, I'm playing Bayonetta. That game's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> I should have said that was yeah, the that, BDS. That would have been game. the kinkier the kinky title game. That is that's like more real, like actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the games I'm playing. Nice. It's pretty fun. Well, uh keep Thank me up you. to date on the keep me up to date on the Dark Souls 3 progress. Uh, Did someone just say bitch? I think <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah, I heard all I heard all I heard was Amy say bitch and then it cut out. She just has like a huge hatred for like, you because oh, I'm playing Bayonetta. Like, <laughs> she just absolutely hates Bayon Bayonetta. Like, Bayonetta that bitch. Yeah, I think part of the call just like dropped at the oh. exact right time. She's like That's bitch so and dies. Unfortunate. Well, uh, keep, keep me up to date on your Dark Souls 3 progress, Caleb. Um, I've been playing uh, an absolutely hardcore game called Ghost of a Tale, where you play a little mouse named Tilo, and you go on a little adventure through like a red wall kind of world to find your missing wife. 
Um, that sounds so wholesome. It, it it is immensely wholesome, and I like the music. I like the art. It's it's got a it's it's a very pretty looking like game. I, I don't know. You just kind of you play a little mouse named Tilo, and you go around talking to other mice and rats and characters, and you have to go figure out like where's my wife. And it's like a stealth adventure uh, game. Um, it's really neat. You kind of spend the whole game in and around like this castle and its grounds, and then like the harbor near it and uh it's a very fun uh, little bit of an adventure i mean it's not super expansive um there's no like violent death in the game you're just kind of a Aww, little little yeah. mouse sneaking around and I've, i very much enjoy it i uh i played a lot of it when it came out but then i took a break for some reason i i don't know why so i've started it up again and i intend to not take a break this time and actually play through the whole thing but it's a lot of fun it's nice to take a break from from very violent games and play something that's like very, very nice and you play a little mouse and it's like ah oh, this is this is inoffensive and this is quite quite wholesome but yeah um, oh man <laughs> oh man wholesome games damn dude it, you're not a real gamer if you don't only play Dark oh Souls. that's i, I that's right that. dang it you guys are so right I need to offend yes, women in minorities. Let's go. <laughs> no, but that game sounds cool. I've I've seen a lot of stuff on it, and I've always been kind of intrigued about it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need a wholesome game in my life. <laughs> Maybe I do need Maybe to settle I down do. and play a wholesome yeah. game. I, I literally, I tie my bandana every night before I get on my gaming computer and just, like, I just get sweating and going. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I, I, relax I, I know a what bit. you mean. I too get sweating and going. <laughs> That's how I describe my gaming experiences. I'm sure sweating and I'm going. I'm sure when Travis starts up The Walking Dead, he profusely sweats. I just start sweating. I'm sure when Amy is like looking at her budget bands. for lemurs, she starts sweating and going. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do when you game. Um, but no, I wanted to provide some uh, context for why we were talking about the real gamer thing. Uh, it's because I. Um, I put this picture, this text picture, uh, in the chat in our little Discord server um, that was going around on the internet, and I've seen it in like two separate places, like from two completely unrelated people. Anyway, but it's just this like black box with like white text on it, and it says, "No, you're not a gamer." I'm so sick of all these people who think they're gamers. No, you're not. Most of you are not even close to being gamers. I see these people saying, I put well over 100 hours in this game. It's great. That's nothing. Most of us can easily put 300 plus in all of our games. I see people who only have the Nintendo Switch and claim to be gamers. Come talk to me when you pick up a PS4 controller. Then we be friends. <laughs> Also, dear all women, <laughs> Pokemon also, is not a real game. Animal Crossing is not a real game. The Sims is not a real game. Mario is not a real game. Stardew Valley is not a real game. Mobile games are not real games. Put down the baby games and play something that requires challenge and skill for once. Sincerely, all of the actual gamers. Okay, all of the douchebags. Anyway. Um, I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> well, I feel like this is a I feel like this is a satirical image. I really hope it is. It, yeah, it's uh, it it's it strikes me as like a 
a satire of views that people do actually hold. But uh, yeah, maybe. But it's also not absurd enough to definitely be. So I don't know. Dear yeah. all women. All, no, pretty, also dear all like women. That, Some people talk like that. Dear. I'm just imagining. I'm just having like crazy images of fedoras in my head hearing that. Anyways, um, <laughs> with tip counters. Um, side note, I was training somebody at work the other day, and um, for some reason, I brought up video games. I have no idea why. And they're like, "Oh, are you one of those video gamers?" And I, I just, I, I just thought I was, it was funny. So just we've heard about, like, we've yes. heard about your kind, <laughs> you video gamers. <laughs> it wasn't. Are you a gamer? No, it was. Are you one of those video gamers? I feel like, like that's like a an old man like talking to the kids. Like, are you one of them? But it was. I don't get it. At this point, shouldn't it just be like that's just that's just as bizarre as asking, "Are you one of those readers? Are you one of those movie watchers?" <laughs> you don't watch. That's TV, what I was thinking. There were so many questions that went through my head when I heard that, <laughs> and this is like a, um, like it's it's okay. Like you, if you don't play video games, we're not gonna make fun of you. But I mean, to be fair, if you don't and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing here? But um, but we appreciate like, you nonetheless. But yeah, we appreciate you anyways. But I'm just saying, like, it's a video game podcast. You know what I mean? But um, like I don't know. I just thought it was funny because she's like my age, and I was like, oh, oh. Uh, interesting. So she's just, like really out of the loop on like. I guess so. Society in general? I don't know. I feel like our generation is very, like, into video games or, like, has had at least experience with video games and, like, has friends who play video Fortnite. games and stuff. I don't know. I feel like it's very prominent in our generation, but... All, all I know is I just thought it was hilarious being called a video gamer. <laughs> but that was a little side note. thought I should let you guys know. Cute. Caleb the video gamer. Maybe we should change our, our podcast name to The Video Gamers. <laughs> Welcome to The Gamers. Oh my god. <laughs> just a terrible The thing. Gamers Sweat Room. We just like put our Welcome controllers to up to our mics. To gamer Sauna, where we get sweating and going, you know what I mean? You know Maybe what I mean? in the future we can we can start a podcast called the or we can spin off a podcast called The Gamer Sauna where we record it live from a sauna. <laughs> so by the end of the so two hours play. it's just like <sighs> So, uh, uh, can we, can we please, uh, oh. <laughs> you, you okay, Caleb? I'm like passed out on the floor. <laughs> Caleb, yeah, he's just delirious. <laughs> I'm just sweat. you know what I mean? Oh. Whose idea uh, was this? Dark Souls in a sauna? Oh, no. What, you're dodge rolling the <laughs> I'd be dead. Sauna? <laughs> I'd be dead. Well, you can't even talk, talk about Zoo Tycoon in the sauna. If I was in a zoo exhibit, I would be a very unhappy animal right now. <laughs> That's a good point. Like I'm like, William, what are you doing in the gorilla exhibit? You're like, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. The park owner <laughs> deleted a fence and I walked in here and then they rebuilt it. Please help. <sighs> and then five silverback gorillas show up and just start petting you. Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Rip you in out. I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh my. Well, oh man. this has been one hell of a discussion on the games we've been playing. But uh why don't we take a why don't we take a short little break and uh we'll be right back to discuss some gaming news.
And we're back. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at some gaming news from topics like a Sekiro easy mode, Borderlands 3 and its Epic Store exclusivity, and uh, the development of Bioware's Anthem and the kind of tumultuous information about its past. Uh, well, let's start it off with Sekiro Easy Mode. Uh, there's been some discussion um, about whether or not Sekiro from, from Software, who made the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne, games that are very well known for being hard, uh, whether or not Sekiro should have a, an Easy Mode. And there's some debate about, yes, it should have an Easy Mode, or no, the difficulty and getting your soul crushed is part of that game experience. Uh I mean, there's this big discussion on that, and personally, um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, you, if you want, if they wanted to, you could add an easy mode. I mean, adding an easy well, here, mode. Here, let me, sorry to interrupt. Before we, before we talk about what we think about the easy mode, I just, I just want to add uh, to what's going on here. Um, I think it's funny that we talked about the uh, the real gamers meme that, oh. that Amy shared right before we went into the break because this very much revolves around uh, that this so Forbes had published the piece originally that that had kind of lit the flame that got the internet talking about this uh, uh, a reporter uh, had had posted an article Sekiro Shadows Die Twice needs to respect its players and add an easy mode um, and then you saw a lot of the like a lot of the the twitter community the gaming community and all of that kind of pile on this and and kind of go this route of like real gamers don't need like an easy mode game game, game journalists are are wimps you guys you want like a game journalist like easy mode or or whatever and there were there were a lot of thought pieces released around this including like a kotaka piece about like how an easy mode could work um another Kotaku piece actually uh, an easy mode has never ruined a game uh by Joshua Rivera and so there was just a lot of back and forth between like what felt like to me like a lot of angry like hard hardcore like we're real gamers type people <laughs> on Twitter and a lot of more open-minded like people who were like well okay like we get it but like let's look at uh, comparing it to like maybe as an accessibility issue and stuff which that in itself drew some controversy as well um yeah I thought that that was an interesting topic to bring up because I had never thought about that before which I mean just speaks to my privilege about it but um yeah, once I like read about that, I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." Right. Uh the game Celeste, uh which I haven't played, but it's considered a uh, part of this genre of like massacre uh games or so-called massacre kind of I I believe that involves Dark Souls and other games that that are very punishing or very very difficult, make you restart a lot. Um Celeste is a game that gives you a bunch of options in the main menu that you can use to just kind of make the game a little bit easier uh you can tweak some settings to just maybe like set it to something that's more tolerable for you but these are settings that are in the menu that you have to look for so like by default the game you can just jump into the game and it's the way that they intended for you to play it but at the same time they've provided different options for um just being able to tweak the game for possibly players who who may have not been able to play 
without these options, or maybe would have given up on the game uh, had had those options not been available. And the one of the main developers of Celeste actually uh, weighed in on this debate, um, and he I'm see, trying to see if I can pull that up real quick because I unfortunately didn't have it in a tab already. Um, yeah, he had tweeted uh, Sekiro could have like. A, a Celeste style assist mode where you could adjust the combat speed, you could adjust uh, the amount of resurrections you get, you could add some sort of invisibility, uh, you could have no, like, uh, you could have infinite posture is what he says. I hesitated there because I'm not, I haven't played Sekiro, so I'm not super familiar with the posture uh, system. Or uh, you could also add some sort of invincibility while, like, drinking your gourd. Uh, or always, he says, which is interesting. You, you would just be invisible. They're invincible. I'm sorry, I got those words mixed up. Invincible the entire game. That was his take on it. Dang. I have sort of two, like, two ways I'm thinking of this situation. Um, I understand both sides, you know? Like, I understand why they would want to have an easy mode in this really cool looking game that has a very intriguing looking story too um but i guess my my take on both sides is like so i'll start with the easy mode side like this game it's art style everything about the game looks just really cool the bosses and all that stuff um and i could see why somebody would want to play this game you know just not especially with no knowledge of any of the souls games or the bloodborne or anything like that and just want to jump right into it, which unfortunately I'm sure some people have. But um, yeah, I, I could see why they would want an easy mode. It's like, it's very intriguing looking. It's very interesting looking. And just, I've heard it's very good in general. That's what I've heard. Um, and also accessibility for some other people. That's what another topic that I've heard about. Accessibility for some people who might not necessarily, you know, um, are able to use the reflexes in the game that the game intends for it to be played as, you know what I mean? Like, um, not super demanding, but at the same time, um, I feel like the developers, um, sort of have their hand in, well, obviously have their hand in it, but like, um, they know who their audience is, I should say, like they know who, especially the people that, really like the Dark Souls games, really like the challenge it brings, really like um, that it's not like necessarily for some random person wanting to casually play the game. When you play the game, you have to invest yourself into the game to be able to progress through the game. Like Dark Souls, of course, obviously. Um, and I sort of understand that route and why they would want to keep it that way because in a sense, um, when it looks like they almost like designed the game around um that difficulty in general so if you think about it and like they you know throw in an, like a little easy mode or something like that that kind of like degrades like how the game is sort of meant to be played and how they wanted it to be played like that's that's what the game is the game is you're supposed to learn uh i'm basing this off of dark souls because i've never played Sekiro before but the game is you're supposed to from what i've seen learn um your enemies learn your environment and um, progress and I read this really 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 cool article a long time ago I totally forgot what the name of the article but um, it, this is specifically about Dark Souls but I say you could sort of relate it to Sekiro just because 
Um, I mean, they're not obviously the same game, but, you know, difficulty in general. But um, I read this really cool article about um, a bunch of things that Dark Souls taught me that school has never taught me and like learning and growing up. And I thought that was really cool to relate. I guess it's not necessarily easy um, relating to why this game can't have an easy mode, but um, I just see it more as like, how the developers wanted the game to be they they know their audience and this game is meant to be a challenge um obviously they could throw an easy mode in it but that kind of degrades the game for them which it looks like but at the same time it's like you could easily put an easy mode in the game like let other people play it um it's just that divide i don't know it's it's tough because you know if you're looking at a game casually and you see this game it's like oh this game looks really cool and then you know but that's sort of my take on it. I understand both sides, and um, it's an interesting take, especially with these types of challenging games that really demand and punish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for the idea of an easy mode in in one of the in like Sekiro, it, yeah, I mean, I understand, and I I do think that the, those games, sh I I would have no problem with them adding an easy mode. I think mm. letting people play your game if they buy it. Like, okay, why not? But at the same time, that cycle of getting annihilated and and forcibly having to learn something over and over and over again, and then finally overcoming like a boss fight, as stressful and as rage-inducing as that is, finally overcoming that boss fight is this huge sense of relief, and that's part of this, like, for me at least, th this appeal of this game where you get into this very yeah. brutal mechanics. It's fair, but very brutal. And then finally overcoming that, by familiarizing yourself with what they do, getting better at the combat, that I feel like that's part of the the game. It's not so much you get a reward of like really neat loot, which I mean you do in the game. You get you get items. Um, I'm not sure how leveling up works in Sekiro, but you get something for it. But I feel the biggest reward of all is overcoming this boss and that huge sense of relief. So, and I think that's exactly. very integral to having that hard difficulty, as hard I'm... as it is. <clears throat> Another thing is like. I mean, I don't know if you've played Dark Souls, Amy. Have you played it? No, I have not. I've wanted um, to, well, but I've been turned off by it because it's so difficult. I've been told I shouldn't <laughs> play it because I get frustrated at Skyrim on Novice. So, um, um, we'll see. Well, with Will and um, Travis playing the Dark Souls and me myself, um, I, I find it really, really, really difficult and hard to imagine Dark Souls having an easy mode. Not necessarily putting in them implementing it, but just like imagining playing that. Like, I don't, I don't think it would be necessarily like, I don't know. It would just be a different experience. I, that's what I'd say. Mm. I don't know. My take on the easy mode in Sekiro was basically like the original Forbes article said that there's different experiences that gamers want in games and i'm one of those gamers who likes to play more slow paced games in fact ones that are 100 at whatever pace i want them to be um and something that's not super like challenging to be perfectly honest but like of course i want the challenge there any game that I play is going to be challenging because, I mean, like, I'm, 
I get frustrated at Zoo Tycoon, um, for gosh darn sake. But um, uh, I don't know. Like, the way I saw it was, like, I really want to play this game because I think it looks really cool. Um, and like I said, I've been turned off on um, Dark Souls because people have told me that it's too hard for me. Um, and that's, it kind of sucks, you know? Um, and I mean, I'm sure one day I'll, you know, fork out the money and I'll buy it and try to play it and see how I like it. But, um, I think my thing with adding the easy mode is that you don't have to only play the easy mode. I think like you could play it with the easier mode, um, first just to like understand the story world and get into the characters and like take your time with like getting immersed in the game and then you could play it a second time on the harder mode to challenge yourself and say okay now I know I can like now I know like how the game works and everything I want to challenge myself and actually like defeat these bosses on the difficult level I want to see if I can do that and accomplish that because you know, we do hear about these things where, like, it, you know, teaches you patience and endurance and all that. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I want to, you know, learn those kinds of things through games and stuff. But I also want to take my time with a game because for me, when I, like, spend money on a game, it means a lot to me because I make very little money as it is. And so when I spend money on it, like, I want to get everything that I can out of a game, whether it's and that includes both like story mode and like challenge and everything. So that's just me personally. Um, but I also do understand the side where it's like the game developers are like, oh, well, we made it this way. And the whole point is that it's hard. Like, duh. <laughs> so like, I, I get that side of it too, even though I didn't explain that very well, but yeah. No, I, no, I, don't, I, I get I don't... it. I, yeah, sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I think that aligns pretty well with my, like my take, I feel is kind of uh, non-conclusive, but I feel like when FromSoft releases these games, especially like, we'll just look at Dark Souls, for instance, they're not marketing that to everyone. They're marketing it. Like it's called Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition, one of them. So like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're exactly. telling you like, this game isn't for everyone. They're not Nintendo. They're not marketing this to try mm -hmm. to get everyone's money. So I think in a sense if you if you take that into account i think it's fair i think it's pretty fair that the game has like a like a threshold where maybe there are certain people who like are maybe unable to 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 progress very far and i think those are the people that they're deliberately like warning like don't spend your money on this game because you're you're not going to like it it's not it's not mm -hmm. for you um and <clears throat> yeah that was another thing too. It's like, um, with them um marketing this game as being difficult and challenging, it's like that's what created those games. That's literally what funded those games. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I think that's what's that's what's kind of unique about FromSoft is that they, 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 they have kind of this unique take on like we we made a game. It's really hard. You're gonna hate the game while you're playing it, but like, at the same time, you you. Just You're seeing be how to the challenge. Yeah, I mean, seeing how people have have reacted and created a community around this challenge, uh, 
I think is kind of the selling point of the game. It's it's a it's a weird game or it's a weird like way to sell a game. I, I think somehow it it worked. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily work all the time, but like that's what created these games in general, and that's what created these playstyles. And Dark Souls, believe it or not, you know it's it's a pretty revolutionary game, especially for its time. Um, especially you know the whole invading and the whole like having summoning people to help you with stuff i mean obviously you can't do that in sekiro but like this game was built off of being hard and that's what built this franchise and without that if you added an easy mode that completely degrades what the game is and what it's about that's why it became popular because everyone's like oh this game's so hard and like no it's not so they come play it and they realize it is hard but then you want to overcome it and beat it some people give up some people overcome it and beat it and that's what created the popularity of these games they're able to make dark souls 3 which is like really popular too so it's like that's if that's what you're gonna go for with the games that's what created your games that's what created the popularity of your studio especially um don't change it necessarily you know because they're still not pandering to everybody they're they're pandering to a specific group of people that want to play these games but yeah um, I, I think there's there's kind of a, a I, I think there's a second point that kind of gets mixed in here like i i I, I, I disagree with the 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 idea of Sekiro needs an easy mode. Like I I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that like FromSoft should feel like they need to like have an easy mode, especially with kind of the reputation they have and the, the, this kind of established like framework of games. But I think when people start talking about accessibility, uh, and, yeah, like. I, I think all games need like accessibility options. I think that's 100% separate from an easy mode. I think we're talking about two fundamentally different things here. Mm -hmm. um, and one of these articles, it talks about someone who has like so, some serious like physical disabilities that makes them unable to like operate a controller for, for a long period of time and such and like rapidly button mashing and stuff. I don't think that should necessarily fall under like an easy mode. I think that's more of like accessibility options that the game is lacking like uh you know support for like different controllers and stuff you know how like the xbox has the xbox ad adaptive controller um and, and i think yeah i think we're just kind of some of these some of these points i think are m like miscategorizing things like I, I don't believe a difficulty level is akin to an accessibility option if that makes sense devil's advocate here how would you like just within the game software make like accessibility options that like then other people wouldn't be like who don't need these accessibility options um wouldn't just use those just to make sure. the game easier yeah no i mean you could so, definitely misuse them but i think if they're just categorized correctly and clearly identified then i i don't believe there would be as strong a case for the like mm -hmm. shitty from soft fanboy argument of like the exclusionary take of like this game shouldn't have an easy mode mm -hmm. because it's it should only be for people who who are good at it it's only for real gamers <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> it's only for real gamers come on You're not a real gamer if you don't play anything but dark souls and at least 300 hours in the game Exa no, we talked about this earlier. Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand, right, right, right. You right, need. Right. <laughs> and I'm not a. I'm not a game developer, days. and I'm also. I also don't have a physical disability that prevents me from from playing games. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I I can't really like, I, I can't really like picture what a good accessibility option for Sekiro would be. But 
I I think that if there are people who feel like they need accessibility options to be able to to play this game and enjoy it as an assistive mode for people who who like have actual disabilities and stuff, I think that's something that would be worth listening to uh, if you're from Soft. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not necessarily linked to Dark Souls, but I remember there was this Call of Duty streamer. I think it was Call of Duty, but I remember he. I think he was missing actually both of his hands, and um, he would play like with his chin, what? and it was just like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. He was like destroying people. That's and crazy. I don't know. I was just. It's not necessarily linked to this conversation, but it was just like gaming with disabilities i don't know mm-hmm. it, no it no, really no no there was there was there was a like a, a piece in conjunction with this that kind of went viral about a quadriplegic guy who uh, like beat the first boss in sekiro after god just damn. like a like a many tries um so that was cool and then of course you know the shitty fanboy take on that was like <laughs> using this as kind of like uh firepower uh, for for the idea that like Sekiro doesn't need an easy mode you just need to you know oh, get through yeah. it. this guy can get through it why, mm-hmm. why do we need fucking need accessibility options uh, trust me i need an easy <laughs> mode <laughs> i'm bad at games hell yeah what did oh. hell yeah <laughs> i haven't heard you wow. oh yeah no i've just been listening like, oh, very very neat writing it on your notepad oh yeah so should I should I start this next one up? Yes, indeed. Okay. All right. All right. I gotta get ready. Okay. Borderlands Three is an epic exclusive for six months. I'm really sad about it. I'm really sad. I was. I even told you guys. I was like, I swear, if this is an epic games exclusive, I'm gonna be sad. And guess what? It is. And I'm sad. So I gotta wait. Well, you, I could, well, you know, you don't, you don't have to wait. Well, I, <laughs> shh, you gotta wait. Okay. No. Um. Yeah, we've seen a lot of games, uh, uh triple game, triple A games, uh, specifically, um, kind of branching over to the Epic Games, um, store. You know, the Division Two. What else? Metro Exodus. Uh, Outer Worlds is another one recently, and then now. Uh, Borderlands 3, the only difference is um, instead of a year exclusive, it's actually a six-month exclusive. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I wonder how many more AAA games are going to be added to the Epic Game Store, how long this is going to continue, if it is going to continue, and if Steam's going to do anything about it. So, that's really my take on it. I'm just, like, sad. I could easily buy it on the Epic Game Store, but it's just... There's a lot of things that I don't like about the Epic Game Store that it's like, why would I give them my money over, you know, a platform that I do trust? You know what I mean? It's until they fix up all their kinks. I just don't want to fork over any money on the Epic Game Store, especially to a game I'm so excited about. I don't know. What is it you guys take on the Epic Game Store? Does anybody not care about it? Uh, I don't really care. Um, I, I just I, don't. I, 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 I'll <laughs> buy a game from wherever. I already have a lot of games. Most of my games are on Steam. Then I've got a lot of games on GOG because I've been using that for uh. years. And I remember like when Steam was like when I was first getting on into like PC gaming digitally, like mm-hmm. Steam 
used to be this ugly green application and i remember seeing people <laughs> crap on steam a lot about like oh drm and all this they're gonna monitor your games you, they can take away your rights to your games at any time and a lot of it mm-hmm. just reminds me of like a lot of the epic game stuff now reminds me a lot of that so on the whole i would like to keep my games limited to the storefronts i've got but then again i've said that at the time when like you play an origin came out and now i've got lots of games on you play an origin so yeah i mean if the epic game store has a game that i really want to play i'll i'll get it like i'm mm-hmm. just playing a video game um i do have complaints with the epic game store it has like no real forums or discussion pages like gog or steam does which is really annoying to me but at the same time like if it's a game I really want to play and it's on the Epic Store only, I'll probably pick it up on Epic. If it's a game that I'm maybe kind of interested in, but I, I'll i probably wait a couple of years, then I'll probably pick it up on Steam if it comes to Steam. But yeah, no, on the whole, got... I don't really mind. Yeah, and at the same time, though, the PC gaming industry is also weird because not only do we have, you know, GOG and Steam, but and origin and you play but we have like you know the epic game store is coming out and then also what apple is going to come out so obviously it's going to be on their own platform so i shouldn't say pc but um yeah discord's coming up with their own storefront um microsoft storefront then there's like just so many other things that are coming out too so there's so many different storefronts that are coming out and it's just weird and it's it's annoying and at the same time like I got three emails probably in the past month from Epic Games saying that somebody's trying to get into my account information. So that also turned me off to it. Um, yeah, just the lack of reviews and the whole... Um, I I love the refund system in Steam in general. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I, I don't know. I just couldn't see myself doing anything, like, especially the Epic Games Store and just... I don't know. I just don't like the idea of it not being ready and taking all the exclusives that I want. Yeah, I think... Like, if it was... It, it, sorry. Uh, I was, was going to say, one thing that's just very funny to me is... Uh, about this whole problem that people have with the Epic Games Store is... I understand, like, the whole not... Wa- like, people really liking to have all, all their games in one launcher because of just sheer mm-hmm. convenience. But a lot of people are complaining about, like, oh, exclusives, it's... that's Consoles do that, not PC. But, I mean... It's just a program like with a console Mm -hmm. exclusive, you need to go out and spend like $300 or something on a new PlayStation or Xbox to play an exclusive game on PC. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is hit download and make an account. It's like, yeah, it's exclusive to a launcher, but not really a platform. No. Yeah. And I totally get that. It's just like, like I said, I just feel like Epic Game Store is not ready for these games to be on their platform if they're going to want to make them exclusive yeah i I feel like they need more community features to like make yeah if 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 it was a better platform in general and there was it was competing against steam then i would consider it and not really care because you know i've bought games through um you play even and you play is not great but i mean rainbow six siege I love that game. I guess um, another reason I don't care is I've never touched the community features of Steam. Aside oh, from like okay. looking yeah, at forums and stuff. Like I don't I don't participate in, in I don't like leave reviews even. I don't go on forums and write things. 
I I don't even reference the forums from Steam really unless they come up in like a Google search. Yeah, uh, in which case, then I'm not even like using it uh, in like the Steam client directly. But I've I've never found the community features of Steam to be useful, just for what I do, which is just play the games. I guess I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I like the Steam options in general. I just like the you know the trading cards are so cool, and then the um you know selling items in specific games and. That whole market, and I don't know. I just, I just really enjoy Steam. And to be fair, that's just me liking Steam more than Epic Game Store, so that's why I'm complaining. So my complaints aren't necessarily the most, you know, <laughs> valid and fleshed out. But like the under, the thing is, I understand why um, companies would want to go to the Epic Game Store compared to Steam. The whole twelve percent, um, what is it, twelve percent take rather than thirty that Steam has, right? Something I don't know like if that's that, accurate yeah. or not. Yeah, so Steam taking thirty percent, and then Epic Games Store taking twelve. So I understand why a uh, um, market want to do that. And I'm actually sort of curious to see how the games that have came out on the Epic Games Store have done compared to like what it would have been on Steam. Like, I wonder if like it did worse or if it did better. I don't know. I haven't seen anything on those games yet. Like specifically Metro Exodus. I'm interested, but um, maybe this means Steam will. If, if all these exclusives are going over to Epic Game Store, maybe this means Steam will step up their game. Gabe Newell will, you know, become aware. I don't know. Um, and the Epic Game Store might get better. Who knows? I'm just Borderlands 3. <laughs> Wait. I'm just kidding. Well, look at it this way. Out of, all totally the, out of all the timed exclusive, Borderlands 3 has the most generous wait time of six months instead of a yeah. year true half everything else which is i guess nice i guess Free. i could just replay borderlands 2 within that time and then tales of the borderlands and then i'll come to steam be like a brand new game coming out you know <laughs> i don't know but that's sort of my take i guess it wasn't necessarily a conversation of borderlands 3 itself it was more of just the epic versus steam again I mean, with the whole Epic Games, like the 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 big reason the Epic Games Store is getting a lot of flack is because of the exclusives. Like people mm -hmm. harp on Origin on Uplay because of like bugginess or oh, I don't want to have to do two launchers or all this. But for Epic, it's the exclusives it's getting, which is something the other platforms don't really do, uh, or at mm -hmm. least not to such a high profile degree. But at the same time, if Epic, if anybody really wants to get into the PC storefront game. The oh, like, uh, I don't know how else they'd really make a make a market for themselves without coming out with exclusives to make no, people that's true. That's switch totally over. Because if it's just another storefront with some different features, yeah, as cool as that is, no, people will just stick with where they've got all their games. So they need to come out with exclusives in order to get people to swap over and actually buy games and try out their platform. But with this, with this, I'm sort of interested because with this platform being so relatively new and all these exclusives, timed exclusives coming out to this, um, like once those timed exclusives are no longer exclusive, um, do you think they're going to start making their own games or making like, or getting more AAA exclusives 
or is it just gonna like fade into another platform where everyone has all the same games and then everyone reverts back to steam i'm thinking I'm sort they're of going to be using these exclusives and the two free game uh the two free games they give away a month to try and get people onto the platform like sure mm-hmm. like sure they, these games might lose their exclusivity um, well, some of them, and then go back to Steam. But a lot of them, maybe people will want to buy during their exclusive year or so, so they'll install Epic Games and use that. And then once these exclusives kind of stop, I'm assuming Epic is just building a user base. I think that's what they're really trying to do to quickly build up yeah, which, a bunch of people to which, use their application. More than likely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm sort of interested to see, like, uh, do you think they're going to make any actual exclusive games for their... Um, platform Fortnite? or <laughs> aside from Fortnite. i mean that's exclusive it is to be fair but like i mean it's a it's a free game i think uh, to be fair though with that with the popularity of Fortnite, though they could totally just advertise all the new games that are coming to epic game store through Fortnite and stuff too <laughs> i know that, that is i know they have uh, a few cool. epic store exclusive like games that i don't think have any steam releases planned at all Mm-hmm. but uh yeah. i'm gonna try to think of this as a positive though because maybe they'll get steam to start making more exclusive games half-life 3 but um maybe it'll actually like get steam to you know get off their ass and maybe bring down their um intake of how much they make off of a game you know what i mean like and more exclusive stuff more cool features that steam has hopefully it does that or they just stay the same and then everyone goes to epic game store and then I start complaining about Steam. <laughs> Why Steam getting these exclusives? And you know what's nice that both of them don't have? What? Do you know what's nice that Steam and the Epic Store don't have, though? Half-Life 3. Anthem. That's true. <laughs> oh, are we, we're tossing to the next, to the last piece of news. No, you, we don't have to. I just thought it was No, funny. I was gonna, yeah, um... So yeah, so so a, a big thing that people talked about this week was um, uh, Kotaku's Jason Schreier had had published a piece all about how Anthem was made, as he does. Uh, his he Jason Schreier is known for these these really in depth looks at how games are made. He's he's very big into learning about how games are made and telling the stories of how games are made, and. When you read a lot of his stories, like he has the book Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which is really good. Um, a, a common theme, <laughs> or the common theme among all of these games that he writes about, is that like game development is not pretty. And there's this there's this term that has emerged, the the crunch. Um, there was a lot of talk about it with Red Dead Redemption 2 especially, where uh, game employees are being made to work absurd, like not good amounts of hours in order to get these games out the door um and there's been a lot of talk about like game developers need to unionize and just all of this toxic like work environment stuff that goes down in the gaming industry and the latest example of this seems to 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 be anthem which i i feel like they looked into this specifically or jason decided to look into this probably just because of how like anthem didn't live up to its expectations so you get this natural question of like well like like what happened like there 
all, all the signs kind of said like Anthem could be this great game and then it wasn't. So like what sorts of things happened along the way? Uh, and it turns out there's just this really bad culture at Bioware that revolves around, like I said, like the, like the crunch, um, a lot of disorganization, a lot of these, all of these anonymous employees that he, that he quotes and cites throughout this piece, um, just really have a lot of scathing things to say about the the workplace that they work in to make these 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 games that people are supposed to enjoy and they're they're not given as as much time as much resources as they need to to make the products that they are trying to make i think for for me it's kind of, it was kind of a rude awakening that bioware specifically is not that like the brand bioware is no longer the good bioware that made Knights of the Old Republic, uh, even Mass Effect, because Jason actually wrote essentially the same piece uh, about Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, it kind of had this this same like disorganization, a lot of a lot of in studio problems, which led to a very a, a very rocky game. And now Anthem has kind of been the same thing. So these two big AAA uh, kind of disasters in a row. I mean, Anthem's like Anthem wasn't like. 100% negatively received it was but but still there was this reception of like eh, like what's going on here there's a lot of problems um and and so I I, I think it, it helped become clear to me that like like the same people aren't like they Bioware is a brand that they try to sell you on but the people who like made the the Bioware games that we know as their brand they're no longer working there or at least like the culture has changed so drastically that like today's bioware isn't anything remotely similar to like the bioware of 10 years ago yep unfortunately unfortunately sort of what ea does to companies from its track record anyways yeah i so that i i thought this was the most interesting piece of news out of the week it's a really in-depth article it's it's a it, it just it goes over like everything you'd you'd be looking for in an article like this and then the other part i guess i should mention is is bioware came out with a response that like they had planned this response ahead of time because they knew the piece was coming um and so they published this this weird response saying like they don't think it's positive to like tear down people's work and stuff which is like bioware come on like yeah <laughs> it's not the it's not the point here <laughs> um i I, I would hope that, like, I, I think when Anthem came out, we had talked about, like, what the hell is, like, because EA owns Bioware, I guess. Like what, like, what is EA supposed to do with this studio that is not good anymore? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I would hope that, like, they find some way to either turn things around or, I mean, they kind of have to. They can't do a third AAA release that sucks, like, their last two um yeah didn't it say that it essentially they um it took them 14 months to make that and they were like working on concept stuff for like since 2012 so like essentially they were working on the actual game for like 14 months yeah something like that or was it 17 i don't i don't remember that's that's insane though it's yeah the 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 actual uh game that was shipped 
was only, you know, developed for like 17 months or so. Um, Honestly, like, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> like, having 18, that... 18 months, there it is. Yeah, like, having that in the span of, like, 18 months is sort of impressive, but, like, at the same time, it's like, you know, obviously, that game is not finished. It's not a recipe for success. It's Yeah, no. But, like, being able to make that... I'll, I'll, I'll give one positive. Being able to make that in 18 months is impressive it's like but, how, uh, high school musical 2 the whole movie was filmed in 13 days 13 days oh. to make the whole movie and that's why it looks like crap but it's the best movie just by the way that's my two cents i know nothing about bioware so damn the best movie of all movies <laughs> dang I, mean, I gotta check this out the best high school musical movie uh, with anthem it's you know it's yeah i mean we can crap on like ea quite a lot for that but at the same time bioware had been working on it for years and it was mm -hmm. only in the last like year year and a half that they really figured out what they were trying to make so man i don't know for that long and that late in the game it's like there's no time to really delay the game very much so they just kind of no. forced something out that just didn't learn any lessons from other pre-existing loot shooters and I don't know. That whole thing's just a big mess, especially with Bioware's response to that whole article. That doesn't really deny anything. It just kind of reframes the argument, and it's like, uh oh. So all of this stuff's pretty much true. Well, I think we've run the course on news. I think so. All right. Are are we gonna be calling closing this thing out? This big bad boy. I think so. What, what, what does anyone have anything else to throw into the oh, audio? Oh. The Joker movie. The Joker. The Joker. Movie. The Joker movie trailer. Oh, yeah. You guys watch so it. A trailer for the Walking oh, yeah. Phoenix Joker movie came out this week, <laughs> and Dude. it looks like uh, I don't know. Someone else go first. <laughs> All right. I just want to say, like, have you guys uh, seen the trailer yet? No. Any of you guys aside uh, from Joe? Yes. Yes. I want to know your thoughts on it first. I am less interested now than I was before. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say it was a bad trailer, but it's just seeing seeing what it what was like on display made me less interested. <laughs> He's like, "Well, you see here." Well, um, actually, <sighs> actually, we live in a society. Um. No, I personally, I think it looks pretty cool. I think Joaquin Phoenix, because I didn't know what to expect when it first came out. I mean, um, when you know it was announced in general, and obviously this is just a trailer, but I feel like it gives me more of a insight to what the movie's gonna be like. And I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is a pretty talented out actor, and then, um. I don't know. I think it's gonna be cool to see kind of like the backstory of the Joker, which is personally one of my favorite uh, superhero villains. So um, I got a little bit of uh, bias and fanboyism going on with watching that. So, but regardless, I'm excited. I do like their um, the makeup and stuff. I like how he looks. Actually, I know a lot of a little bit of people that I've seen were kind of upset about that, but personally, I do like it. But 
And I think we saw a little bit of a young Bruce Wayne in that trailer too. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But I think this is a one-off movie. So I don't think... I said I think Joaquin Phoenix said that he doesn't want to do a sequel or anything like that or anything in the future. So it's just going to be like one movie. So I hope it's dark. I hope it's... He's an actual superhero, not like a... I mean, a supervillain, not a superhero. Like Venom. But... um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Are you excited, I, I, Travis? I think as far as what DC tried to do with building their own cinematic universe and that not working, <laughs> like I yeah. think the idea of this movie is the right idea. Just yeah, to have exactly. Sort of like singular story. There's like no strings attached. It's it's kind of it's taken I guess maybe more seriously because it's not like a, a bigger piece of this little puzzle and from the trailer I think it has a really interesting like way it's shot and and the way things are framed the way the images look it, it's a lot of people were saying like this is reminiscent of like Scorsese or like sp- specifically like Taxi Driver and I don't disagree with that I think it it I think it's it made intentionally kind of like evoke a similarity to like a prestige film like that whether it turns out to be one or not um but then i i think there were some good points made as well in analysis of this trailer about the story and probably like a lot of predictability like they kind of clearly set up that there's this guy he's gonna be like He's gonna be bullied. He's gonna like hate the world, and then he's you know he's gonna become the Joker. So the like that's up. that's the movie, I I guess, and I would hope it's more interesting than that. So I am interested to like <laughs> see <laughs> what's going on here because I don't really want to necessarily see like incel the movie, but I if there's enough like thought being put into this this work then i like i don't see it definitely being a bad movie it could it could it could definitely be something i mean i really want him to say we live in a society just once unironically just once like please so just please i i mean i'll i'll kind of like get out of the movie like wow he really fucking said it and (laughs) but please once He'll probably say it in the span of the entire movie, so I just gotta pick out those little words. But I mean, you know, you know, just splice them together. Yeah, he said it. He He said it. it. But I hope DC continues that route because that's what they're good at—not creating what Marvel has. I'm also curious because they—I don't know that there's ever that there's never been just like (laughs) there's never been a movie that's just about the Joker without Batman. Like they're always presented as like these these two opposite ends of the spectrum that clash and so Which they are, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how this is supposed to work. And I haven't seen the movie yet, so maybe I'll find out. And the interesting thing is like Joker has such a vague backstory in general. Like he technically doesn't have a backstory. So how they would like fit that in um would be interesting and in how they like create what we have of the joker into an actual backstory you know i think the thing that ruins the concept of the joker for me is the fact that in like in many circles it it became this weird like hot topic sort of culture type (laughs) thing no no (laughs) hot topic away from this conversation you know like 
the people know, who shop like at Hot Topic emo. are also the people who like dress up as the Joker for Halloween or like specifically the but Jared Leto Joker. The couples Joker. who dress up as okay, the okay. Joker and Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn. See, that's yeah. the one thing I would say because I mentioned this earlier. Like, I don't really watch, you know, newer movies. If it's filmed more like an older movie, like Taxi Driver, I'm more likely to watch it because every time I watch Marvel movies, like. The plot is so formulaic, and part of this is, yes, mm -hmm. I did study screenwriting, like, I got a film degree, um, so, like, I'm more in tune with it than the average viewer, but, like, it's so formulaic that I'm like, okay, so this is, like, the third act climax, but I know there's gonna be a fourth act because that's what Marvel does best, is their fourth acts that like in the beginning they snuck up on me like Iron Man and stuff, like when those movies first came out, like the fourth act like, that was a big thing I was like, oh, what? It, wait, I thought that was like the end of the movie, and now it's not there's another big fight, and it's bigger than the last one, but now with Marvel movies, I'm like, okay, what's the next big fight, like what's it gonna be this time, you know and it's just it, like they drag on for me because I'm like, okay, what's gonna be the next like conflict in this movie or whatever? And so I think if it was, I guess if the not the way it was shot, but like the screenwriting part of it was more like a an older action film where it had less predictability, I would be much more interested in it. And that's, that's like, my main reason for not watching, like, modern action movies and, like, Marvel movies. Fast and Furious aside, I'll watch Fast and Furious any day. I don't care how formulaic those uh, plots get. Um, Vin Diesel is, is my hero, but, um, yeah. Iron Giant. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that just about does it for this episode of the Hit Point Pals. Uh, this has been our Hit Point Pals episode for April the 6th. We'll be back with new episodes every Saturday, uh, so be sure to follow us uh, in your podcast service to get our new episodes when they release. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please feel free to share us with the people in your social networks. Uh, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, ex-boyfriend, current boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, current girlfriend, you know, everybody, your boss, that coworker you don't talk to and kind of smells funny, <laughs> share it. I'm sure they'd love this. Uh, you can follow and send us questions on Twitter at HitPointPals, uh, and feel free to join the HitPointPals Discord with the link provided in the podcast description. Also, in the description is a list of games and links to news we've discussed. Uh, you can follow me, uh, William Suit, at w Will Suit. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a hoot. Uh, w i l l s u i t t. Hell yeah. Uh, and where can uh, our listeners find you folks on social media? Uh, my gaming account on Twitter is at God is a girl, but girl is spelt with a U because the original spelling was taken. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then my uh, personal Twitter account is magic trash can with an underscore after it because just magic trash can was also taken. You go, Travis. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I just changed my at because I don't know how to explain how to spell my last name to people. You can find me on Twitter at Adobo Mage. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at um, 
Warwick underscore 51. My name is Caleb Warwick. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Yeti Human. And you can follow me on Instagram at Caleb Warwick and um, Yeti the Me. And that's it. Oh, yeah. And my Twitch. I also have a Twitch. It's just God is a girl. And it's spelled correctly and normally. Just God is a girl. One word. God is a girl. What is girl? Who's Prince Harry? Me. He's a wizard. He's that dude. He's the he's the prince of uh, England. But England's whatever. not like a monarchy. But it I is. <laughs> it's, it's still got those roots. Yo, who, yo, who's this Queen Elizabeth? He's declared <laughs> war on Fortnite. Uh, yeah, he says Fortnite shouldn't be allowed in the UK. These are strong words. <laughs> Gamers rise up. Why? Fortnite's just a. Fortnite's just a word he uses in his vocabulary. It's not a game. <laughs> Where is this coming from? I'm so confused. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Hit Point Pals episode 10. <laughs> We're coming to you, Prince Harry. Uh, wh whichever prince this was. Uh, did, are there multiple You're not princes? a real wizard. Yeah, uh, William Prince Harry and, and Prince Harry? William, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just know Queen Elizabeth can get anybody killed if she wants to. All right, let's stop that. down recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. I lost my headphones. Oh, Hang on, oh, I'm no. back now. What, what happened? I said, should I go on time.is and have us all clap? Oh yes, let's let's all right, please. Everyone, do that. go lost your go to time.is and we will clap at 9:02 exactly. All right, you got it. I'm ready for this. That is an approximate. I was born for 15 this. 15 seconds. All right, are you all on time.is? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I'm scared. What's gonna happen? It's gonna hit 902. What do you think? Oh, oh no. I'm scared. All right. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we're all synced up, so. All right. Now just imagine in your heads that there's a nice little intro playing about, like, I'm not letting that into my house. Uh, <laughs> some other stuff. <laughs>